Shalom, I'm Rabbi Stewart, and it's really a pleasure, a joy to be with you again on our weekly broadcast of Your Jewish Connection. You know, uh, some of you probably heard uh, Adam Sandler's song about celebrating the Jewish Feast of Hanukkah. And have you ever wondered if Jesus also celebrated Hanukkah and what this feast is all about? Stay tuned. We're going to dig into this. Welcome to Your Jewish Connection with Rabbi Stewart, connecting you to the Jewish identity of Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. Here now, Rabbi Stuart Winograd. Today we're going to find out if Jesus celebrated the Jewish feast of Hanukkah and what this feast is all about. You know, this year Hanukkah begins at sundown on December 22nd, and uh, Hanukkah can fall on different times on the Gregorian calendar because it's based on celebrating according to the lunar calendar. And you might ask, why it's sundown does it start? Because, as I've mentioned before, the biblical day starts at sundown. So Saturday actually starts on Friday, and uh, Sunday actually starts on Saturday when the sun goes down, according to the Bible. And uh, some of you may have never heard Adam Sandler's song on Hanukkah, so I want to quote a few lines just to give you a bit of his, well, kind of humorous insight into the feast that is celebrated annually around this time of the year by Jewish people around the world. So here's Adam Sandler, and I'm kind of quoting what I got offline. So here it goes. He goes, okay, this is a song that, uh, there. well, there's a lot of Christmas songs out there and not too many Hanukkah songs. So uh, I wrote a song for all those nice little Jewish kids who don't get to hear any Hanukkah songs. So here we go. And so this is his Hanukkah song, Adam Sandler's. And he goes, put on your yarmulke. Here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. And, well, there you have it. Not so spiritual, somewhat wacky, hopefully a little funny, insight into Hanukkah. And by the way, uh, I didn't include all of Adam Sandler's lyrics because uh, I guess my conscience won't allow me to support some of his language and concepts. But anyway, so we do learn a few things from his song. Jewish people indeed around the world enjoy celebrating Hanukkah. It's both a meaningful and spiritual festival as well as a fun-packed festival Kids love this holiday because it's traditional to give children a small gift every night of the festival. And we also light one candle on each night of the eight-day festival, play special Hanukkah games like dreidel. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. We sing songs and we eat special Hanukkah food, real greasy food like latkes, which are like a really cool potato dish from Eastern Europe. Now, Sandler mentioned the uh, word yarmulke. Just for those of you who don't know what a yarmulke is, it's a Yiddish word 
That means head covering, and in Hebrew it's called a kippah, and of course Yiddish was the language of the Jewish people in Eastern Europe. And it's usually worn by Jewish men when praying, worshiping in the synagogue, and at different times as well, depending on which stream of Judaism one adheres to. Uh, It's considered a sign of reverence for God, that God is above us. So let's get back to the origins and significance of Hanukkah and answer the question, did Jesus celebrate this feast? And uh, just to keep you a little bit on your toes, I'm going to answer the second question first. Did Jesus celebrate the feast of Hanukkah? And the answer is an unequivocal yes. And how do I know? Because it is written in the New Testament. And so if you open up to the book of John, chapter 10, verse 22, you're going to read this, 22 and following. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. And the Jews were gathered there, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Now, in the New International Version translation and in other translations, there's a little footnote next to the words Festival of Dedication, and uh, they point us to the fact that that is Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of the dedication or the rededication of the temple that was in Jerusalem. We're going to get into the history on that in a minute. And Hanukkah is also known as the Festival of Lights. Jesus celebrated Hanukkah because, as a man, he was Jewish and fully part of the Jewish people, and because he has always been from the foundations of the earth, he was instrumental in giving the Jewish people a miraculous victory during Hanukkah. Little history. So, we're talking about a miraculous victory of a small band of Jewish freedom fighters over the mighty army of evil King Antiochus of the Syria Greek Empire. Antiochus IV was a Syrian ruler from 215 to 164 BC, and he called himself Epiphanes, meaning the visible God or God incarnate. So he had a big ego and was well-deceived and quite an evil guy. Uh, Antiochus and the Hellenists had nothing but disdain for Jewish religion and Jewish practices. And they set about to civilize the people of Judea by forcing them into the Greek mold. Antiochus devastated Jerusalem in 168 BCE. He defiled the temple, offered a pig on its altar, and you would remember that uh, pigs are considered non-kosher animals, so they would have never been sacrificed in the temple of Jerusalem. And uh, it was a big offense, of course, to the Jewish people. (coughs) Excuse me. He erected an altar to Zeus and prohibited Jewish temple worship. He also forbade circumcision on the pain of death. 
sold thousands of Jewish families into slavery, destroyed all copies of the Holy Scriptures that could be found, and slaughtered everyone who were discovered in possession of such copies. He demanded that the Jewish people bow down to his statue, worship him as a Greek god incarnate. Now, only those Jewish people who would renounce the old Jewish way and embrace the new Greek way, including worshiping these Greek gods, could have a place in Greek society. Whoever would refuse would be put to death. It was a decree. And many Jewish people refused to reject the worship of the God of Israel, and they were put to death. But Antiochus was not ready for a small band of Jews who lived in the town of Modin outside of Jerusalem. Under the leadership of Mattathias, a priest who, along with his son Judah the Maccabee, known as the Maccabee because he was the hammer of God to defeat the Syrian army, he led a grass, they led a grassroots rebellion from about 167 to 165 B.C. The Jewish fighters led by Judah were ill-equipped and completely outnumbered by their enemy, yet they defeated the mighty Syrian army and rededicated the temple of God in Jerusalem that had been desecrated by the Syrians. But there was a problem. According to a later Jewish tradition, after the victory, the Maccabees had only enough sacred oil to fuel the eternal light in the temple for one day, but it took eight days to prepare the sacred oil. The story is told that the oil, which should have lasted only one day, lasted for eight. This is why we light eight candles and celebrate Hanukkah for eight days. Yet, from my point of view, the biggest miracle of Hanukkah is the miracle that God once again preserved his chosen Jewish people against all odds. Stay tuned to find out why this is so significant. I'm Rabbi Stewart, and this is your Jewish Connection. Welcome back. We have been discussing the origins and the meaning of the Jewish feast of Hanukkah, and we discovered that Jesus, Yeshua himself, celebrated Hanukkah in the temple uh, in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Now, before the break, I stated this. I said, from my point of view, the biggest miracle of Hanukkah is the miracle that God once again preserved his chosen people against all odds. This is a fulfillment of the promise of God stated in the writings of the Jewish prophet Jeremiah and in many other places in the Bible. I want to read to you from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 35 through 37, the first part of 37. And it says, He who makes the sun shine in the day and makes the moon and the stars shine at night, he's the one who stirs up the sea so that its waves crash on the shore. 
The Lord Almighty is his name. And this is what the Lord says. The descendants of Israel will never stop being a nation. That would happen only if I lost control of the sun, moon, stars, and sea. The Lord says, I will never reject the descendants of Israel. You see, over and over again in history, the devil has provoked and empowered evil men to annihilate the Jewish people. There was Antiochus, the king of Syria, in our Hanukkah story. There was Haman. You can read his story uh, in the book of Esther. And, of course, we know about more modern-day murderers, Stalin, Hitler, and, uh, of course, today the leadership of the nation of Iran continuously threatens the annihilation of the people of Israel. Though many innocent Jewish people have suffered, not one of these evil rulers has been completely successful. Why? Because God has proclaimed, God has declared that it is impossible and none will be successful. No one will be successful in wiping out the Jewish people as long as the sun is shining and the moon is in the sky and the stars are up there as well. It just ain't going to happen because the God of heaven and earth, the Almighty, has declared that he will preserve the Jewish people and he will never reject them and we will continue to be a nation for as long as this solar system exists. So this is a cause to celebrate the faithfulness of God, and that is what Hanukkah is all about. Now, before I continue with our subject, I want to take this opportunity to wish all of you a very blessed and Jesus-filled Hanukkah and Christmas season. I also want to invite you to take advantage of an opportunity to partner with us to bring joy to lonely Holocaust survivors in Israel during this special Hanukkah season. You know, Jewish holidays like Hanukkah are times when family and friends gather together to celebrate. But many Holocaust survivors are lonely. And during these holidays, these feelings of loneliness are accented, and they often feel forgotten. This is where the Reach Initiative International team steps in. Our compassionate staff and volunteer team will be visiting the homes of homebound Holocaust survivors. As a matter of fact, we do 120 home visits each and every month of the year to these precious people who have suffered so much. And for those of the, uh, the survivors that can get out of their homes, we will be organizing special Hanukkah celebrations and special clubs, and all of this is done in the name of Yeshua with the love of Yeshua. You can help us let Holocaust survivors know that followers of Yeshua remember them and love them through your prayers and with a generous year-end donation. And I want to tell you, I'm just so excited through the help of some of our generous partners. We have a matching gift 
challenge through December 31st. That means that every dollar you give is doubled, doubling the impact of your gift for Yeshua. So that means $30 will help us bring joy and a special gift to one Holocaust survivor this Hanukkah, but because it's matched, it will turn into $60 and bless two. A gift of 90 blesses three, but it will turn into the opportunity to bless six Holocaust survivors. A gift of 900 will also be matched, effectively blessing not just 30 Holocaust survivors, but 60 lonely Holocaust survivors this Hanukkah season. So whatever God puts on your heart will be greatly appreciated and will help change the life of a dear Jewish person that has suffered so much. Let's bring joy together. Let's together work at this. Pray and uh, consider your most generous gift. You can go to our website, reachii.org, and uh, Holocaust survivors again will know that followers of Yeshua love them and care for them. By the way, we are seeing God do an amazing work through the sacrificial love of our team members. In just the past year, 14 Holocaust survivors have prayed to receive Yeshua. And not just that, because our team stays close like family and nurtures them, many of them are now reading the Bible, praying, and moving forward in their relationship with the Lord. And I want to tell you, many more are very close to making this commitment to the lover of their soul, who I always say, he wants the survivors to know that he suffered with them during the Holocaust. I base this on Matthew 25, where Yeshua said, whenever you gave somebody something to drink or you didn't, whenever you visited the sick or, or in prison or you didn't, it was doing it unto him. And so uh, um, I want Holocaust survivors to know that Yeshua is the lover of their souls, that he was with them, suffering with them when they suffered. And remember, the Son of God, Yeshua Jesus, he suffered as an innocent uh, victim of evil. And he was hung on the cross, and then he rose from the dead. And so we want Holocaust survivors to know that he wants to be with them today and be their comfort and their strength, and that he wants to be with them and you and all of us forever and ever in the presence of our Heavenly Father in eternity. Isn't that often awesome? And we want it often. So I want to just thank you for your kind and compassionate heart, and for standing with us. But back to our discussion of Hanukkah. You know, God preserved the Jewish people on Hanukkah and throughout the ages. Why? Because he loves them and he has chosen them for a glorious purpose. I want to just open the scriptures with you to a passage in Deuteronomy. I'm going to pop these glasses on over here. And uh, this passage gives you an idea of the calling of the Jewish people. Why did God call the Jewish people? And, you know, sometimes 
uh, uh, this thing gets all confused in the minds of Jewish people. It gets confused in the minds of non-Jewish people. It gets confused in the minds of good Christians. And so I want to just give a little clarity on this, that why did God choose the Jewish people? Now, before I read the scripture, I want to just say this. It is not because we are better than anyone, and it's not because we're worse than anyone. It is simply because in his own wisdom and his own choosing that God made a decision to choose the Jewish people to have a central role in his plan for mankind. I want to repeat that again. It is not because Jewish people are better than anyone. It is not because we are worse than anyone else, any other people group. As a matter of fact, we all need to be saved. Jewish people, non-Jewish people, people from every nation, rich and poor, we are all sinners, and we need to be set free from the bondage of sin and death by grace through Messiah Yeshua and faith in his life, death, and resurrection. Okay, so that's the intro, and here's the passage. Uh, It comes from chapter 4 of Deuteronomy, and we're going to read verses 5 and following. Moses is speaking. He's speaking to the people of Israel. See, I have taught you decrees, laws, as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land you are entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations, who will hear about all these decrees and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great to have their gods near them? As the Lord your God is near us whenever we pray to him. And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees as law and laws as this body of laws I am setting before you today? So God chose the Jewish people not because they were more in number or anything like that. He chose them because he loved them and he had a purpose that they would be the ones that would carry his teachings that they would be the ones to worship the living God, have his presence near, he would answer their prayers, so that they would have wisdom and understanding and know what was right and wrong, and then also to be a witness and a light to the nations. And so this is really the heart of what it means that God chose the Jewish people. And of course we know that ultimately he would bring the Messiah of Israel, the Savior of all peoples of the world through the Jewish people, and his name we all know is Jesus. Have a great week, folks. Shalom. 